There is a word from the Lord today, and I want to give honor where honors do. Give honor to our senior pastor. Give honor to our associate pastor, Pastor Willie Mae Jackson, to assistant pastor, Randall Mac Jackson. Give honor to Mother Jackson and her presence. It's always good to be in her presence. Give honor to my big brother, Elder Fred Kersey. I love Elder Fred Kersey. He, he is the epitome of what the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. I wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for my big brother who continued to sharpen me and continue to help me to become the man that the Lord would have me be. And I appreciate him and I appreciate his family, uh, Miss Erica and the boys. And I know God is, is, is going to do wonderful things in their life going forward. Give honor to my family that's watching at home. And now let's, let's have a word. There is a word from the Lord today. There is a word from the Lord today. Today's message will be coming from the book of Hagar. The book of Hagar, chapter 2, verses 6 through 9. I'm reading from the New Living Translation, the NLT. So everybody out there in the virtual world, hello again. I'm you, Pastor Antoine Jackson. Do us a favor, like it, share it, um, start your watch parties, make sure that you get more people involved if you're watching us via Facebook, if you're watching us via the internet, welcome, welcome, welcome. Call, call your friend, let them know that they can tune in at bwcar.org and they still have time to uh, get involved in the service today. And we God bless you to everybody that is listening to us on the airwaves, on the radio as well. So we praise God for you in that. Today's message is coming from the book of Hagar, chapter two, verses six through nine, the New Living Translation. When Pastor Jackson, Senior Pastor Jackson, asked me to do this service. Immediately, the Lord took me to this passage of Scripture, and he wanted me to share what I was feeling in my spirit about how this year has been going and how we're looking forward to the upcoming years. And he took me straight, straight to Haggai chapter 2, verses 6 through 9, and he said, Twan, this is what I want you to speak to my people. This is the word of encouragement I want you to give my people so they can know that I, I haven't abandoned them. I hear them. I understand what they are going through in these troubling times. So we're going to begin with chap, uh, chapter 2, verses 6, and it reads this. For this is what the Lord of heaven army says. In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and the dry land. Verse 7 reads, I will shake all the nations and the treasures of all the nations will be brought to this temple. I will fill this place with glory. Hmm. Let me say that again. I will fill this place with glory, says the Lord of the heavens army. Verse 8 says, the silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of the heaven armies. Verse 9, where our subject will be lifted from this first clause in verse 9. This is God speaking prophetically to Hagar as he speaks prophetically to the children of Israel as they was instructed to rebuild the temple in Jerusalem. God tells Hagar this, he says this in verse 9, the future glory of this temple will be greater 
than its past glory. Hmm. Let me say that again. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory says the Lord of the heavens army and in this place I will bring peace I the Lord of heavens army have spoken may the Lord have a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word let us pray over this word very briefly and then we're going to get right into it dear God thank you for this word thank you for giving us this opportunity to preach and teach this word let it go forth and bless your people as you see fit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Verse 9 says, the future glory of this temple will be greater than this past glory. The future glory. I need everybody out there in the virtual world that is listening, that is viewing this message today. Um, by now, I hope some of you are out of your bed. You might be at your kitchen table. Like, um, might be eating breakfast. Some of you might still be in the bed. That's our understanding. It's Sunday. You deserve a day off. But if you are around somebody, if you are in your house with somebody, I just want you to touch and agree. If you're not around somebody, just shout this as loud as you can and just put it in. I want, I want you to get on the devil's nerves this morning. I want you to really make him mad this morning. Okay? I want you to type in the comment section the subject. Today's subject is these two words. Say it with me. Future glory. Future glory. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about the future glory that is going to come into this temple. That's going to come into this place. That is going to come into my life and my family's life and my community life. And that means my church life and all of you who are listening. I am, I am just ready for future glory. Today... I would like to encourage everyone that is viewing or listening to this, uh, to this service that God has promised that things are going to get better. Mm. Thank you, Holy Ghost. I said God has promised that things are going to get better. It is important for us to understand that as believers... This is our theme this year, by the way. Our pastor has declared this year the year of perfect vision, seeing as God sees. It is important for us as believers to understand not, God not only sees us as we go through our hardships, God sees us when we get sick. God sees us when we are discouraged. God sees us when we might be facing some depression. He not only sees us as we go through our hardship, he also sees us coming out. But why is that so important, Antoine? Because too many times we focus on what we're going through and not realizing that's the key word. You're going through. God says, I see you as you go through, but I also see you coming out on the other end better. I also see you getting over what you're going through. I also see, yeah, I, I was in the doctor's office when he came to you and he said, you know what? You have stage one or stage two or even stage, uh, unfortunately, stage four cancer. But I believe in a God that said, that's not how your story is going to end. That's not how I'm going to write it. Because I see you coming out of this. I see you ringing the bell. I see you having a a testimony that says by his stripes I am already healed future 
glory. As hard as 2020 has been, Pastor, we have had a a hard year. I, I just can't even, I can't even sugarcoat it and, and, and political correctness as, as is. We, we, Grandma, we, we lost some people that we didn't think that we was going to lose this year. We had some, some deaths in our family that we were just like, God, what, what are you saying to us? What, what are you doing? Why, why, why did we have to go through this this year? But I truly believe that what is coming is greater than what has already been experienced on this year. I truly believe that what God is up to in the future is greater than what we experience right now in the present. David said it like this, Pastor Mac, in the book of Psalms, in Psalms, the 37th chapter, the 25th verse, reading from the New International Version. And I never, I never got this when my, when, when, when my pastor, my father always would say this across the pulpit. It wasn't until I came became saved and I understood and I had children and I, I began to work a job and, and have to pay my own mortgage and stuff. He, he used to always say this and, and I, I never really got it until I experienced, but it's so profound. David says in Psalms 37 verse 25, he says, I was young, but now I am old. But the key word, Pastor, I love when you, I love when you say this, he says, yet, mm. I don't know about you, but I got a yet praise. Because when I was young, I did some young foolish stuff. But now that I'm older and I got a testimony to say, yet have I ever seen the righteous forsaken or their children beg bread. I don't know about you, but I'm just happy that my children have food on their table. They might not have everything that, that I want them to have, but as long as they are not begging for bread, I deserve to give God my best praise. Because yet have I seen the righteous forsaking me and my children are not begging bread. I hear God saying in this season, Freeze, I hear God saying, for every setback, get ready for a major comeback. Oh, who am I preaching to in here? God says, for every demon that tried to set you back in 2020, we declare and decree that on 2021, God says you're going to get ready for a major comeback. Does that mean that you're going to get everything that you wanted material-wise? Material no, I'm not saying that. I'm not one of them prosperity preachers. I'm telling you, God is about to shift your perspective where everything that got on your nerves in 2020, you're going to rise above that everything that, that brought you down to your depression level, you're going to rise above that. God says for every setback, get ready for a major comeback. God says for everyone who lost something or even lost someone in 2020, he is about to restore your faith. Note that I didn't say that he is about to give you something material. Again, he is about to restore your faith. Faith is the substance of things that we hope for and the evidence of things not seen. God is restoring our faith in kingdom and not systems. Woo. 
Mm, that blessed me so much. I, I confessed this morning at 8 o'clock that my wife has been getting on me. Mom, mom, Courtney has been riding me because every Monday, every morning I wake up is on Fox News and when I go to sleep is on Fox News because I'm real nervous about this election. But God had to remind me as I was preparing this message. He said, Twan, why is your faith in the system and not your faith in the kingdom? Why is your faith worrying about who sits at the White House and worrying about who sits on the throne? I sit on the throne. So even if that man was to get another four more years, you don't have nothing to be worried about because I control it all. Have your faith in the kingdom, not in the system. Don't worry about systematic racism because I control it all. I can make sure anything go how I want it to go. All you got to do, as Janelle say, is use my name and you can change your situation. He is restoring our faith in the supernatural and not in the science. I'm preaching to somebody out here who got a cabinet full of medicine. I'm not saying don't take your medicine. Don't, 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 don't do that. Take your medicine. But I'm saying God is saying he is going to restore your faith in the supernatural. Where he going to tell you just as he told the woman with the issue of blood. The woman of issue of blood. What, I, I understand I love that text because in that text she was just a woman to the writer. So the writer's all, I want to say all the writers, all the gospel writers, labor her a woman. But Jesus labored her a daughter. And he turned to her. He didn't say, hey, woman. Uh-uh. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. So God says, stop trusting so much in the science and focus more on the supernatural. God said he is restoring our faith in the ultimate book. The Bible and not what we see on Facebook. To all my Facebook junkies, I'm one of them. I admit, all of us are. We're Facebook junkies and sometimes we get caught up because we see all this negativity going on on Facebook. Oh, this happened and that happened. Oh, Earl, you heard about this person die? Oh, you heard about this person lose your life, uh, lose their house or do. God says, I'm about to restore your faith in the Bible. Where the Bible says that he have came to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. What the Bible says that he will make you the head and not the tail. That he said you will be on top and not beneath. He said not only will you be, you will no longer be a borrower, but you will be a lender. We about to restore some faith. Our future glory is based on faith. And not fear. Mm. Who am I speaking to? Let me let me let me just speak to my own situation. Let me speak to my own house. Man, let me speak, let, let me speak to my own. I'm telling Antoine Jackson in this moment in 2020 in November, the last Sunday in November, God says, stop being afraid to do what you've been called to do. Don't worry about your family, don't worry about your wife, don't worry about your kids. I am restoring your faith and not your fear. You can go out and you can be amongst whoever you need to be because I'm going to put an edge of protection around you that you will not have to worry about no corona. Corona can't penetrate the Holy Spirit because he is about to restore our faith and not fear. I speak life into somebody's spirit right now. Anybody out there in the, in the virtual world, I speak life.
to you right now. I speak good health. I speak peace. Things are going to get better. I don't know. Come on, man, help me out. I think that deserves a praise. I think we need to put a praise on that. Let me, let me, let me see if anybody out there at home need to get their shout on. You need to run around your house real quick and just, just shout, shout. Things are going to get better. Future glory. The things I speak life. But I speak health. I speak whatever that the devil thought he destroyed you. It is already done. God cannot destroy his anointed one. God cannot defeat his anointed one. You are anointed. You are anointed. You are anointed. God says life, life, life. I speak life. I speak health. I speak financial trouble is already done because it is already done. Future glory. Future glory is coming your way because God is in control. God is in control. The devil is not in control. The devil has dominion, but he doesn't have absolute power. See, the devil only knows what you allow him to know. Oh, you'll catch that in the parking lot. The devil is not... I'm, I'm not present or omnipotent. He, does, he, can't, he, he can't be everywhere like God can be. So God knows what the devil don't know. God knows that, yes, even though you are going through the toughest time in your life, you coming out of this. And you're coming out better than what you went in. Because future glory. Future glory. As we transition to our text this is a powerful text. Powerful text, the book of Hagar, is a very limited book, only two chapters, but it is a great example of how God's promises reassures us that what is to come will be better than what was in the past. It, it reassures us in this book, Hagar, purpose was to call the people to complete the rebuilding of the temple in Jerusalem. So just the backstory of it, we know that, that, that Jerusalem was invaded. This was uh, after King Darius the second uh, reign. He, he destroyed the, the temple through different uh, nations came and invaded Israel and they destroyed the temple, the temple that Solomon built, the temple that David had the vision uh, to build, but it was through his son Solomon that built. It was destroyed, completely destroyed because the, the children of Israel had went through several years of exile and now they are coming back to their homeland, Jerusalem, and now God is instructing Hagar to rebuild the temple. 25 centuries ago, a voice was heard calling men and women, don't miss this, my, my, my church, men and women to this assignment. Hagar knew that what was important and what had to be done. He challenged God's people to respond. It's important for you and I to know that yes, and don't miss this, I really want you to highlight this, Yes, things will get better, but that also means we have to work for that outcome. This is, this is a very important uh, thought in this text. 
Things are going to get better. Things will get better. But it takes us to work for that moment that things are going to get better. And I said this this morning, and I want to reiterate, uh, I want to say it again to all those who probably didn't miss this morning's service. One thing I admire about my father's generation, my mother's generation, my grandma's generation, and that, that I want my generation and the younger generation to do a better job of. They, 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 was, they believed things were going to get better, but they also put in work for things to get better. Millennials, Generation Z, we have to get to a point that we stop complaining and stop worrying about what's not going our way. And we always talk about how we want things to get better. Well, you have to work for that outcome. You have to put your hands to the plow and don't look back because the Bible says you are not worthy of the kingdom of God if you look back. Okay, so you, you, you have to put your hands to the plow and go to work for that outcome. Oftentimes we get caught up in the promise of, of God, not realizing that those promises are based on our hard work and faith. Hagar was very aware of this principle. He was very aware of this principle. He knew that rebuilding the temple wasn't going to be easy. Come on, he knew that, that, that getting these jokers from just coming out of exile, feeling defeated, feeling like they, they, they don't have no strength to do nothing else. They just happen to be back in their homeland. Well, said, no, 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 that's, that's, you can't just be satisfied with the bare minimum. You got to put your hand to the plow and you got to rebuild your temple in the sense of, uh, of, of this is literally talking about a temple. But let's talk about figuratively about our temple. It's not enough for Antoine Jackson just to stop smoking weed and thinking that's all I got to do. Now I got to work on my attitude. I got to work on uh, 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 some, some priorities I need to get in line. That Just because I stopped using drugs doesn't mean that I was a complete vessel. And let me tell you this, young people, you will never be complete until the day you go off to glory. So that means you're going to work until the day you die. It's no, it's no, the only complete person is somebody in heaven. Because that's the only way that we're going to get to our full completion. We got to work. Hagar knew this principle very well. Hagar, like I mentioned earlier, is a small book, but it's filled with challenges and promises reminding us of God's claim on our lives and our priorities. We have to, we have to get our priorities in check. It, it, is, it, it hurts me when I see people who are on fire for God on Sundays but then forget God on Monday. That, 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 that probably irks me more than anything. Because I'm not saying you, again, I'm not saying you to be perfect. But let me, let me challenge you this. If, if, if you put it on Facebook, that's a conscious decision. Oh. <laughs> that's, not, that's not like I caught you at the liquor store. You know, I'm not saying you there. But I'm saying, if you put that you got this cup in your hand, not, not somebody else put it on Facebook, but it's on your story. Oh, help me holler. Y'all, that means that you consciously decided to put you turning up after you was just shouting and, and, and the wigs falling off and half falling off, all this on Sunday, but then you're turning up on Thanksgiving Thursday. I mean, 
come on now. We, I mean, don't put it on Facebook. It's the, it the core of that message, okay? Don't do it, but like, don't consciously do that. That's just, that, that, that bothers me. I'm sorry, that might just be me. As you read Haggai, Haggai, imagine him walking the streets and the alleys of Jerusalem, Jerusalem, urging the people to get back doing God's work. He was walking the streets. He was saying, hey, my brother, I know you discouraged. I know that things may not be going your way, but come on, we got a job to do. We got, we, got, we got work to do. God has called us to do. Church, and I mentioned this uh, this morning, church, our job is not to build more buildings. That is wonderful. Me and Elder Fred is looking forward to the day that we have a children's center, youth zone, all that stuff. But that's not really our main purpose of why we do what we do. If me and Elder Fred have to deal with the Dream Center and, and deal with the sanctuary for the rest of our career, we'll be saying, as long as a thousand kids get saved, who cares about what building they saved in? Our job is to do the work that God has called us to do. That means if somebody is hungry, we feed them. That means if somebody's sick, we pray for them. The Bible says bring your sick to the elders so they can pray for them. That means if somebody is facing some demonic activities in their spirit, that means we cast those things out. We don't have time no more after this 2020 pandemic to play church. If you don't understand what God is saying in this season, God is saying, y'all better get right because I'm right around the corner. And if you play with God when he come back, then that's it. It, 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 It's no second chances. When the rapture happens, that's it. We have to get back doing what God called us to do, and that's being worksmen and workwomen of God. In chapter 2, we find that God sends another message through the prophet Hagar telling him to share the prophetic word with the people of Jerusalem, reminding them, those children of Israel, those uh, people of Jerusalem, that he will be with them as uh, he reminded them that he was with them as he was with them when they came out of Egypt. Grandma, sometimes we got to remind this next generation, including myself and the future generation, that y'all had 13 members full of Holy Ghost. Okay? They had 13 members on fire for the Lord. And they didn't arrive at this point like, like that. And the same God that brought those 13 people out of Bluff Road to Lover's Lane, a.k.a. Atlas Road, which y'all don't know nothing about now. And now it's not even thinking about it. No, we wouldn't dare say nothing about Lover's Lane or Atlas Road. Because it was the faith of those coming out of Egypt entering to this promise. See, at at this point, God was telling them, now y'all getting a little too comfortable. Y'all heard the stories how it was in Egypt. Do you want to go back to Pharaoh? You think you got it bad now? How was it when you was under Pharaoh's whip? That's, that's when it was bad, when you were slaves. I brought you out of slavery. I brought you into the wilderness. Then I eventually brought you to the promised land where it flows with milk and honey. Don't forget that I was with you with Moses part in the Red Sea. I'm going to be with you as you rebuild this temple. God is reminding them that he was with them in Egypt. God encourages them to get to work because his spirit is still 
with them. Verse six and seven of the text. Let's see what God says. And then we're going to wrap it up. Verse six says, for this is what the Lord of heaven's army says. In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth, the oceans and the dry land. Verse seven says, I will shake and this blessed me too, Freeze, because he said, I will shake all nations. That means he's going to shake America. He's going to shake Russia. He's going to shake China. He's going to shake Africa. He's going to shake the, uh, the, the Palestinians. All that. He, gonna, he said, all nations. Now, God was speaking prophetically in this. He said, I will shake all nations to be brought to this temple. I will fill this place with glory, says the Lord of the heavens army. See, you got to understand this. The focus shifts in this particular text from the local, God shifts from talking about the local temple being rebuilt uh, in Jerusalem to the worldwide re, uh, reign of the Messiah on earth. God was speaking prophetically to the children of Israel, letting them know that you might be just focusing on the temple, but I got something bigger in my I got somebody that's going to come and shake up the whole order. That's going to that's shake it all up. And y'all thinking that he's going to restore you? No, he's going to restore the world. So whoever believes in him should not perish. Whomever. But and, and, and will get internal life. And the words in just a little while is not limited to immediate historical, historical context. They refer to God's control over history, of history in which he can act any time he chooses. Now let's let's read verse eight. Verse eight, bless me, Pastor, because I mean, again, where I'm at in my life, it blessed me because God had to remind me, Twan, I'm in control. You, you take your hands off certain things. I mean, look what verse eight says, uh, Pastor Pastor Jackson, William A. Jackson. Look, look what look what the verse eight says. It says, "The silver is mine." And the gold is mine. Mm, let, let me put it in language. Those credit card bills, they're God's. That mortgage that you're paying for, that's really God's. That money that you desire is God. God owns everything. God controls it all. He said the silver is mine. The gold is mine. God wanted the temple to be rebuilt and he had the gold, he had the gold and the silver to do it, but God was missing one key element, and that's people. He needed the willing hands. God, now, God could do whatever he wanted to do, but God does everything he wants to do through us. God, God he don't want to be a dictator. He want to be your father. He, don't, he wants to be your, your God. He don't, if God dictate everything, then we would never have nothing to worry about. God says he wants to use you. Everybody out there in the internet world, he wants to use you. Don't worry about if the church using you. As long as God using you, you can do whatever you need to do. He provides resources, but he needs willing hands to do the work. Verse 9, as we begin to wrap this thing up, I, I, I want to do something special. I hope y'all indulge with me. Can, can I get mom there? Can y'all come up here for me real quick? Hey, Matt, can you bring grandma up here real quick? Yeah, they in church and they safe, so y'all be calm. 
I want you, Mom and Dad, I want you to stand right here. Pastor Mac, bring God my I want y'all to stand right here because I want to illustrate this. This is the illustration God dropped in my spirit. Yeah, keep it, keep it right there for me, bro, right there. I'm going to stand right here. Mom, Dad, I want you in the middle. Right here in the middle. And look at verse 9. Let's read verse 9. We're just going to stay with that first clause. I'm not going to read the whole thing. The future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory. Cameras, stay right there, Grandma. And you, and Pastor Matt, you stay with Grandma. You're going to represent Bishop. Cameras, I want you to get on Mother Jackson and Pastor Matt because they represent the founders right now. Look what the Bible says. The future glory will be greater than the past glory. Now, Grandma, I, I'm not I'm as familiar with your story, but I know enough to know that you and Papa Bishop was the first to do in y'all family. So y'all already surpassed that lineage. So let's just imagine that this was nothing, okay? Not to say that their parents did, didn't know nothing, but and now they was the future glory. And then they went from being the past glory to now in the present we are experiencing future glory. And so DJ, Twan, Said, Roy, Katura, uh, all of us, and I'm sorry if I missed the name, this is the future glory. So we went from past glory to future glory. Brandon, Freeze, Fred, all of y'all stand. We, gonna, we all right here. I'm not saying y'all got to come. I'm saying we all right. We the future glory. And then over here, Kimmy, Drew, Monty, Chase, Kobe, Kennedy, future glory. What are you saying, Antoine? God doesn't stop giving you future glory. It doesn't cut off at Mother Jackson. It doesn't cut off at Pastor Jackson. It's not going to stop with Antoine Jackson. It's going to continue to go from lineage to lineage to lineage to lineage. And if he did it for them, if he's doing it for him, if he's going to do it for me, then he's going to do it for you. For the future glory of your temple will be greater than its past glory. You need to know that the same God that we worship every day is the same God that you worship. What he did for mother and bishop, he is doing for pastor and lady and pastor Mac and elder Lisa, what he would do. You know why this, dad, you know when you asked me to preach this and he put this in my spirit because God must have knew because I was going to ask you to preach anyway. That's the sign. But God spoke to him and told him to do it because God had to remind me, Twan, future glory. And then the trans, and he knows this. And I probably, he probably felt like this with his daddy. It's kind of hard. You be like, man, how can you match that greatness? But God said, Twan, why, why are you worrying about matching that greatness? You don't have to match anything. I'm already, it's already done because I already said in my word that the future glory of this temple 
will be greater than his past glory. It doesn't mean that I'm going to build a bigger church. don't mean that I'm going to have more members. But I know I serve a God that don't go backwards. So whatever Daryl Jackson did, I'm expecting he's going to do greater in my life. And I'm not talking about, again, physical. I'm talking about spiritual. If Daryl Jackson, Pastor Daryl Jackson allowed to reach the masses, then we're going worldwide in this next generation. Because I'm not saying it to be cocky. I'm not saying it to be arrogant. I'm just relying on what the word of God says. And he says the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory. If you believe that your kids, that your future, that your heir, that your life is going to have greater than what you have. Come on, praise team. We could come up. Thank you. Thank y'all. The future glory. If you believe that 2021 would be better than 2020. Future glory for our families. Future glory for our finances. Future glory for the nations of the world. Bill, as great as you are, Bill, I see Lil Denard. Well, not Lil Denard. He grown Denard now. As God is already showing that he, he's going to be greater. And, and, and I, want, I want you to help. I'm not saying it in the, in the context of, like, you know, comparing and contrasting who's better. I'm saying the natural evolution of God is to make it better. So what Bill is doing now, Denard Young Pastor Denard Young, wherever you at, you gonna do greater than what your Uncle Bill is doing. Because God doesn't just move backwards. He moves forward. Last four years, we had to deal with a particular person in the White House, but thank God for 2021, we got somebody better. Come in 2021. And not only we got somebody, we got the first African American female vice president ever. I need somebody to type in the comment section future glory. Future glory. That's only the tip of the iceberg. After them, somebody greater. After me, somebody greater. After my kids, somebody greater. God is going to do the same for you. So what, what are you saying, Antoine? I'm saying this. Don't get caught up on what it looks like today. Because that's what I was doing before God had to check me. He was like, Twan, you so focused on what it looks like. You focus on, man, you can't be help. You can't be right there. Because God knows I want to be right there with my father, with my mother, with my uncle, with my brother. They in the trenches and they know me. That hurts me that I can't be there with them in this moment. But God said, nah, you, you worrying about the wrong thing. I'm not only am I rebuilding you as a man, when you come out of this, you and your wife gonna be better. You and your kids' relationships is gonna be better. Going into it, it wasn't as strong as it is now. And I had to thank God, you know what, God? Me and my wife are closer than we ever been. 
It may be because we see each other 24 7. Yeah, that might be true. But God has a plan. God says, I might take one thing away, but I'm going to add other things. And now I'm a better man. I believe she's a better wife. I believe I'm a better husband. I believe I'm a better father. I believe ultimately I'm going to be a better leader because I was obedient to what God wanted me to do in this season. He didn't want me to be out front and in the trenches in this moment. He wanted me to be with my family. And if you can't protect your family, how are you going to protect other people's family? If you, if you can't shield your own house, how are you going to shield other people's house? And God was very clear with that. He said the future glory will be greater than this past glory. There's a song by Elder John Lakin that says, titled Promise. The lyrics of the song says, things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. Don't be discouraged by how things may seem. God gave me a promise, Grandma. God gave you and Bishop a promise. I can remember like it was yesterday. Y'all heard the story before. God gave them a promise. God gave Pastor Jackson a promise. Pastor Willie Mae Jackson, Pastor Mac a promise. And he said, things are going to get better. Better for me. Things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. Don't be discouraged by how things may seem. God gave us a promise. If I just believe, things are going to get better. Come on, Elder Bill, let us sing that and let's usher in the word of God right now as we prepare for this.
The Bible says the prayers of the righteous are bell of much. One translation said it produces wonderful results. God has made you a promise. God has made your family a promise. God has made your situation a promise. And he says, just like in the song, if you just believe that the future glory is going to be greater than the past glory. Now, as we begin to go into this prayer and offer this altar moment for everybody that's in their home, you don't need a church building to accept salvation. Salvation can come to you in your home, in your car if you're listening on your phone or at the gym, if wherever you are, taking a walk, wherever you are, I encourage you just to stop if you do not have the proper relationship with the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Don't miss this moment. Don't let this moment pass you by. Because God is saying that I have a promise. And I want, to, I want to fulfill my promises. But I need you to believe. And the way we believe is we confess with our, heart, uh, confess with our mouth. Believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord. And he has died for our sins. So everybody that is under the sound of our voice, that is listening via website, via Facebook, I need you, if you do not have that relationship with God, to call 1-888-776-1238. Call that number right now. Call that number right now, and there's somebody available to help you accept your promise, accept your anointing, accept your divine destiny. God has a promise for you, for your children, for your children's children, and children's children. God says, I will never leave you or forsake you, especially in the time of trouble. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, things will be better. Things are going to get better if we just believe. Dear God, we are praying for all those who are sick and shut in right now, praying for all those who may be feeling down due to this global pandemic. We're praying for all those who may be facing some issues with, you know, just maybe suicidal thoughts or any just insecurities they have in, in their life right now. We say you made us a promise. And we believe in your word. We believe in your promises. And we believe that it, they will come to pass. But we have to believe. So right now, dear God, we ask for salvation to those who are not saved. And those who are saved that needs a refilling, we ask to refill them, to re-encourage them, to let them know that everything will get better. 
better for you, better for your family, better for your communities, better for everything that is attached to you. It's going to get better. We declare these things as it was declared in the book of Haggai, that the future glory of this temple will be greater than its past glory. For every setback is a comeback that's going to be greater and better. This is our prayer. All God's people say amen. I need you to type in the comment section. Just say future glory or type in better. As Elder Bill closes us out and as pastor come with the benediction, remember, God gave you a promise. And if you believe, if I just, I just things are going to get better. Things are going to get better. Listen, we want to thank God so much for such a powerful word. And Pastor Antoine, thank you so much for I was so touched and moved by this service. To Elder Fred Kersey, thank you, man of God. To this wonderful anointed choir, it's so good to see you, Brother B.J. Jones, of course, Elder Bill and others. I want to say this before we ask the benediction. We're going to go out with a special song. This is for all of our members, okay, that love this song. Uh, this is for all of our members that love this song, that God's going to do something better. The best is yet to come. Amen. But let me say that I'm, and, and just indulge me for a minute. As I was hearing that message, I could not help but think about ministry. This morning, we we're happy to have my mom here in this empty service uh, to support her grandson. Um, but I, I thought about Bishop Jackson and the other third team, Mother English, Mother Lord, and others, and how they empowered and gave us all an opportunity. thought about Elder Bill Lloyd. He just did not get this way because he woke up at his current age and said, I think I'll sing. But at a young age, they gave him an opportunity. They saw the anointing and the gifts that was in him. And God reminded me of the foundation of this ministry, even today, when you think about Elder Fred Kersey, when you think about our youth pastor, when you think about our CEO, and all in the 30s and 40s, the chairman of our deacon board, Deacon Marlon Waters, vice chair, Deacon Stamario Watts, all of them are in their 40s. So many young people that are conducting this media ministry and doing this, young adults and young people that are behind the scene. And what God said to me sitting on that pew, Pastor Mac, was future glory. Future glory. And the one thing, Bill, that Bishop Jackson and your dad and others did not do, they, they never saw us as their competition. They always saw us as their legacy and says what we're going to impart in them will carry this ministry on for years. That's why your nephew Dinar and others are doing what they're doing all over the world. It just didn't happen. It happened because someone shared the anointing. 
And I'm so proud of the young people that are here, and BJ and all of you, and these musicians, young group of people who sacrifice so much, those that stand behind the cameras, uh, all of you that do so much. So proud of you, DJ, Marlon, Samaria, all of you that make it possible. Antoine said it right, mother. Future glory that God is. And God reassured me today. God reassured me today that it's going to be all right. There, there are those that will come after you that would do even greater. And that is the goal wherever you are. God says, I'm going to do something greater. And so as we prepare to go into the last month of the year and we transition out 2020, yes, I do believe that the future glory is going to be greater than everything that we are going through. And I just want to say thank you. To those of you that support this ministry, thank you for your gifts. Go online, continue to give, sow a seed, so that we will continue to do this. Elder Fred said it right when he did the offering. Now that we're not encumbered with debt on the building, we can do more for the kingdom. We can feed more. We can help pay more light bills. We can help senior citizens more. We can help buy prescription drugs for elderly people who cannot afford it. God says, that's the future glory. And thank you so much. Because of your gifts, so many of you all over the world have written us. You sent us letters from New York and Nashville, Tennessee, and California, and Italy. And we say thank you. And we have this parting word for you. We want to remind you on this Tuesday night, join us again. We're going to conclude this series, a word uh, to live by the book of Proverbs with the last message, the last lesson in that, which will be chapter 29 of the book of Proverbs. But I want us to go out and I've asked uh, this, this uh, semblance of a choir. I hate to say the choir. Because we got some of the choir spread out, social distance, and some of you could not be here, but they're representing us, and I'm so happy to see them. We're going to take you out with this word, Brother Bill, that the best is yet to come. Somebody right now know that no matter what you've been through, uh, your future glory is better than what you are going through. We know that the best is yet to come. Thank you, Antoine. I am so proud of you not only as a pastor but as a father as I know your story and I know your testimony and I am so proud of what God is doing and let me say what what impresses me so much Fred about this generation and you all is that you all don't work against each other you support each other these young people and they know whatever role god has given them if it's behind the camera if it's behind the computer if it's upstairs if it's working in the background bill god is doing something great and i and i just believe excuse me i just believe that the foundation of this church was built on that your godly mother the foundation of this church and she understood what her role was and she understood what god had called her to be and i say to all future generations work together hand in hand and if you don't care who gets the credit whew, god will always get the glory and the future glory will be greater than this current glory the best is yet to come get your shouting shoes on 
come on, stand in your dining halls, with your dining rooms, your living rooms. Uh, get in the yard wherever you are right now. Wherever you are right now. Uh, Donald Lawrence told us something there. Come on, we can uh, clap those hands, everybody. Yeah. Come on, choir, encourage him. Hold on, my brother. Yeah. It's all for you. Y'all gonna blow your mind. Thank you, choir. Yeah, yeah. Everybody put those hands together. Everybody ought to praise him. Come on. That's right, Clay. Talk to him. Say, you ain't. Listen, now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now today and forevermore. We thank you so much, Lord, for blessing us with this anointed service. We thank you for this ministry. We, we look to lift up your name so that every generation will have a greater glory and a greater testimony. This is our praise. In your name we give thanks. And the church said amen. Amen. Come on and praise God on your way out with the choir. God bless you, everybody.